Live from Spain, this is The Drive Home with Harry Waters. Hey, um, a special guest just popped into the studio there. It was indeed my daughter saying hello. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so, good news and bad news. What's the good news, Harry? Start with that. It's always a good one. Today, we're going to be talking about something I am really incredibly passionate about something I'm releasing a course on very soon. Um, and that is how to make your classroom a bit greener. We're going to be looking at some of the objections that people have uh, about teaching a, a greener, um, what's the word for it? Teaching a greener curriculum. I know that a lot of teachers often have plenty of objections behind that. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about the solutions to those those problems. Um, and yeah, I'd love it if you guys could call in and tell me what different ideas you have, um, what different things you could uh, share with us uh, and talk to us about. That would be absolutely fantastic. And yeah, we're also going to talk about some ways of creating a greener mindset in our classroom. So a huge thank you. Good evening. Oh, it's so a, a quick question here, Anna. Is your name Anya and you say Anna on your Facebook account or is your name Anna and you say Anya on your Podbeam account? That's the question. Um, Anna is an absolute legend in terms of the Pearson and BBC Live classes. She is fantastic. She's calling in, so I'm going to invite her to speak nice and early. It would be lovely. Um, please do. That would be amazing. Hello. Yeah. Hello, hello. Good evening, Harry. Good evening. Good everyone. evening. It's fantastic <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> nice to hear you and nice to listen to you, Harry, too. Today, I'm a little bit stressful because it's my first time. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about it. You're more than welcome. <laughs> on the radio. It's, it's lovely to have you here on the radio. Now, you <laughs> often you attend the, the Pearson and BBC Live classes, but not only that, you also come yeah. along to a lot of the Renewable English classes. So what is it yeah. to you that, that makes you want to, I don't know, help your students be a bit greener? What is it within you? Uh, maybe first I will answer your first question. That's I can a good use one. Anna <laughs> or Anya too. It's you know uh, a smaller name, let's say, or more more uh, cute. <laughs> yeah. So we call Anya for the smaller girls, but Anya sometimes when you want to be very nice to someone. <laughs> so okay. you may use it interchangeably, actually. So so it depends on the interlocutor and <laughs> now I don't know what to call you when I'm speaking when I when we're commenting uh, on Facebook now I'm gonna be like oh no I don't know if it's Anna or Anya I'm gonna be confused <laughs> which one you prefer Harry <laughs> I, I really like the name Anya I really like it and the the project like manager it's more, more Russian <laughs> well there you go but, the project yeah. manager for the live classes she she's Polish um and she mm -hmm. she's called Anya but also Anna so um, yes, it doesn't matter. You can call me Anna and you can call me Anya. <laughs> That's no excellent. problem. 
I wish my name had two names, but I'm just Harry. <laughs> no, it's, it's not fair. I only get one. <laughs> but it's it's easier <laughs> to have one name, actually. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, there is no confusion, especially exactly. when you are talking some, to someone from abroad. <laughs> well, yeah, Anna's a lot easier for, a, a, particularly for ignorant English people like me. It's a lot easier. Uh, no, to, no, to no, no, that's Anna. no problem. That's no problem. It's not the <laughs> question. It's not the matter of of uh, you know any ignorance. <laughs> you just don't. Uh, don't maybe know that we may have so many different names. <laughs> Absolutely. Just for one exactly. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and back to the other the question. Second? Yeah, the second yeah. question, of course. So you, mm-hmm. you've you've been a, a big part of, um, well, my online teaching life, I have to say, you've been mm-hmm. a huge part there. You've been a huge supporter in terms of that. You you come to a lot yeah. of the the Pearson live classes, which are about the about sustainability you're you're a big supporter of speak up for sustainability and you come along to renewable english as well which is just incredible to have you there with your students Um, and teachers (laughs) like you are the exact type of people that i really love because what you want to do is help your students live and learn for a better planet now what is it that, that drives that within you uh you mean uh um, attending your classes in renewable renewable English or and, and just helping yeah and just helping your your students mm-hmm. in general learn about the environment because it's obvious you're very passionate mm-hmm. about it as well. It's, I think the first uh, reason is the contact with the real people from <laughs> from abroad, native speakers, and and uh, the other uh, the other reason, of course, it's something connected with uh, our future, with doing something uh, more than that, something uh, that is of. Uh, utmost importance this is the added value i think to to teaching and learning english and that was the main uh, drive <laughs> the main, main uh, uh, cause that provoke us to to attending your classes it's it's just it's amazing to to hear the responses as well and and just to be able to see students growing so much <laughs> and and learning and developing because as, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, it is a case of our future. And it used to be we would yes. talk about our children's future. But let's be honest now, it's not only our children's future anymore. It's, right. it's our future that's at stake as well. Um, you know, exactly. of course, the children, uh, our children and, you know, our grandchildren, if we have them, um, then right. it will be, it's, it's their world that will be, you know, we're, we're stealing from now, we're borrowing from now. Um, yeah. So it's so important that we can get these ideas across to our students um, and having teachers that are on board, having teachers that are, are keen to to drive this forward and to use it within their classes is so important. Yes, that's right. I couldn't agree more with you, Harry. And uh, so maybe the first, the first uh, reason, the first drive is the language. But what stands behind the language is, uh, I think, the most important thing. And uh, I know also that the students want to interact with, with the other students and with the trainers during the classes with you. Uh, they get fascinated with the topics that you provided uh, to us. 
and and now they they want more they want to do something for the planet they they uh they were really um spinned <laughs> uh, by these uh, matters and i think that they start uh, uh, living uh living this and uh, they are asking what are we going to do to uh, to change uh, our attitude towards the planet and to reduce this plastic to to as harry said uh, to um, uh, reduce this uh, water waste uh, in our, uh, in our not only uh, school, but also what can we do uh, to reduce uh, this plastic and to reduce water waste, for example, in our houses. And they started to think, and this is the, the most important then maybe you know we as the local teachers aren't so much uh, influential for them because we live in the same community and they know us very very um, very much but mm-hmm. if someone uh, of the great uh, authority <laughs> is talking to them <laughs> someone like you <laughs> and the people from different country uh, speak the same voice they started really um, to be touched by this very deeply and started to, uh, I think, maybe not act yet too much, but they started to to really um, get uh, <laughs> get involved in it inside. Exactly, mm-hmm. and the change of the mindset has just started. <laughs> That's absolutely it as well. It's all about the, the, you know, the starting the change in mindset. And there's a few things yeah. I'd like to pick up on there. First of all, um, I'm blushing for what you just said. Um, <laughs> absolutely blushing. That's a lovely thing to say. <laughs> Me and too. Second of all, I think you're really underestimating um, your impact mm-hmm. as like a local teacher. I, I can tell from your students, uh-huh. you know, what a huge effect you have on them. You know, it's it's obvious uh-huh. and... And, and it's wonderful to see um, a teacher, you know, so passionate, um, I not w- just I about... I wish I could have <laughs> such an impact. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. You definitely do. I mean, I've heard them, you know, the, the, the level of English that Thanks. they have, they wouldn't have that without you. Um, so that is absolutely vital um, to uh, encourage their love of the language, yeah, as you I, mentioned. I just slightly pushed the them, you know. I just slightly pushed them and showed them some possibilities. Uh, I discovered uh, your classes, live classes, and later new, renewable English, and and uh, that's why it goes like this. <laughs> and I think we want to go somewhere else, and we are going to stick to this path and follow, uh, maybe in a wider range. But I think we need more. Uh, more uh, tutorials and more more guidance let's say mm-hmm. towards this although we did a lot of things in in the school and in our houses we, we try to change uh, it is the general you know uh, uh, general general uh, trend now to, to change to, to be green to go green yes exactly. <laughs> And uh, 
as you as you know Greta Thunberg and the other kids uh, who you uh, invite to your programs also like Amy Meek are talking about this and the other students can see that and they can uh, imitate those attitudes and and follow them actually I and maybe you've... even develop them yeah exactly <laughs> I think you've picked up on something really important there I mean it's something I, I will definitely talk about but you know, when we go into a classroom and we stand there and say, you know, this is what we need to be doing. This is what we need to change. This is how we need to do this. This is how we need to do that. They kind of look at us and it's like, well, you know, you're old. You're a teacher. You don't really know anything. You know, they kind of look at us yeah. maybe with that, you know, why are you telling me to do, why are you telling me to eat less meat or why are you telling me to turn off the lights or why are you That's telling right. me to... Uh, write a letter to the government but when they see it they are usually against everything well exactly exactly they're either against mm -hmm. it or they kind of ignore it but when they see these mm -hmm. these younger people when they see as you say greta or amy meek or you know mm -hmm. um or ali <laughs> or, or ali very Thira, concerned due to your uh, your attitude as a parent that's a very important thing too exactly Exactly, and and that's the it's thing. The when example. we can, exactly, mm -hmm. when we can get through to our, to when we can get through to the students, um, even if the parents aren't mm -hmm. maybe on board, even if yeah. they're not following the the kind of, you know, maybe they're eating lots and lots and lots of beef, and they're mm -hmm. using lots and lots of water and buying jeans every day. If we can yes. get in to the students they can really influence the parents as well in that respect. Because I know when Alethea mm -hmm. comes home from school, you know, and she's yeah. got stories to tell. I'm there. I'm listening. I'm in that story. You know, I, mm -hmm. I've learned so much about Spanish artists through my daughter that mm -hmm. I would never have known anything about Excellent. Murillo or Velasquez. You know, I would never have known anything oh, yes. about them. Mm -hmm. But she comes home and she says it and it's with such passion. You know, the passion yeah. of a child is just incredible. Mm -hmm. So um, exactly. yeah, the, if we can get this across to our, our students, um, then it's fantastic. And I think, as you say, using mm -hmm. these other um, other influencers, I don't really want to call them influencers, <laughs> but, you know, these other people uh, out there, these it's eco It's the ignition of, uh, of some sparkles. <laughs> It's absolutely 100 percent um yeah i couldn't agree with you more it's I, i'm so glad you've called in today i'm so glad you've come on <laughs> thank it's, you very much it's it's really it's boosted my, my pleasure spirits. Um, <laughs> I, I just came out of a live class actually i was just um yeah. literally seconds during ago. live classes we can't hear and we can only write on the chat so exactly it's difficult to uh exchange some ideas only writing exactly in and the even in box. the yeah, even in the classes when it's, you know, the live class and we have everybody in the classroom together, there's only a limited right. amount of talking we can do. Um, and it's strange because yes. I feel like I really know you, even though this is the first <laughs> time we've ever spoken. Yes, I'm very glad to. <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful to, to have you on. Um, I, I cannot thank Thanks you enough. Thanks so much. And for um... your continued support. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um <laughs> Thanks and, very much. And I hope to see you in more live classes in the future. And next Thursday, uh, we we'll have scheduled English. for later, for later, because now we have the uh, winter break. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So we can't do it, but uh, I think in uh, in a few days. 
we will be able to join anything. Excellent. <laughs> Any classes? Well, there's there's one there's one on Friday, um, but yeah, we'll be back again at the start of February, um, and of mm -hmm. course, Renewable English will be back next Thursday. It will be live again oh. next Thursday um, with I SDG eight. Okay, I I can't guarantee uh, my students' attendance, but of course I'm going to uh, make them a little bit to think about it. <laughs> but of course, remember they can always and watch back. They later. are very eager to attend your classes, Harry. Uh, whichever, uh, <laughs> sorry, whatever uh, you are uh, arranging. They really ask about it, although sometimes uh, something unexpectedly happens and they cannot attend, but they are ready, uh, not this uh, time, so another time. And I think we we were going to join not, not one time, but many, many more <laughs> times. That's, that's amazing news. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you so much for calling in, Anna. It's, it's uh, Anya. There you go. I can do both. <laughs> I'm a genius. Yes, yes, of course. Go ahead. I figured them both out. Thank you very much <laughs> for calling in. It's been a real pleasure. Um, We're going to shoot off for the news now. We'll be back. And when we come back from the news, I'm going to be talking about all the objections that teachers have. Of course. Um, and all of the solutions that we've got in line for them. So thank you so much. Okay. It's been thank a you very pleasure. much, Harry, for a chance to spoke to you live and to uh, that I could listen to you and talk a little bit about this very important matters. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Anya. And I'll Thank speak to Thank you very you. much, Harry. Thank I'll you very much. I'll speak to you all over the internet, I guess. Yes, that's Fantastic. right. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. 
visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The Prime Minister announced last week that pupils in England no longer needed to wear face coverings in class and this rule is to be extended to cover school communal areas next week. Boris Johnson is now urging all teachers to follow the rules after some resistance. A spokesman for the Prime Minister said, children have been one of the hardest hit as a result of the disruption throughout the pandemic and Mr Johnson believes it is vital that children are receiving face-to-face -face education and can enjoy a normal experience in the classroom. We've been clear that we removed the requirements for face masks to be worn in classrooms and we will remove advice for face masks to be worn in communal areas from January the 27th. The Prime Minister thinks schools should follow the latest guidelines. Pupils who attend John Fletcher of Maidley Primary School in Telford have taken part in activities which are aimed at helping pupils understand about saving energy and reducing their carbon footprint. The activities were coordinated by Telford and Recon Council and March's Energy Agency. Councillor Richard Overton said, Improving energy efficiency is extremely important for households across the borough and can help to lower utility bills, create jobs and stabilise gas and electricity prices. Parent Mrs Pemberton said, We immediately noticed the impact of this session. Conversations at home as a consequence of this presentation have suggested we turn the heating down and wear jumpers and asking whether we really need the lights on and switching these off. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to take a look at teaching online. Marmite comes to mind when I think about teaching online. I actually like it, but it's my job and I'm surrounded by gadgets to assist me. A lot of teachers hate it. If you think about it, for 90% of the current population of teachers, delivering a lesson online is something they've not even been trained in. 
they signed up to be in the classroom with a group of pupils. I'm not going to go into the depths of the delivery platform. That's normally a choice that's already made for you by technology leaders in schools. I'm going to give you a couple of free tools that work in a browser so don't need installing and can be used for engagements in the classroom and easily adapted to use online. First up, we all love Kahoot. Did you know you can set a Kahoot to be self-paced rather than live? Simply click the assign button and you have an instant self-paced quiz for a homework, a starter or a progress check. If you need to take it online, share the link and off you go. If you use lots of YouTube clips and websites, check out Wakelet. Share collections of links in a meaningful way for free. My favourite use for this is to group my YouTube clips for topics. Not only are they played back with less distractions, but I can share a group of links for revision or to flip a lesson. Again, if I have to teach online, one link can lead to many. Just remember to check your school's policy on using websites such as YouTube for online teaching. If you have access to devices in the classroom, why not try Mentimeter? Create interactive presentations, take votes or build word clouds from participants' answers to improve engagement, assess learning and inspire discussion. Or, if you love whiteboards, Boards, try whiteboard.fi. As a teacher, you can see all your class's whiteboards and answers, know who's interacting and who's not. You can even show a QR code for ease of joining. I could go on and on. The idea is to test these things out when you're with your class and there's no pressure. Then, should you need to teach online, you'll feel more comfortable, there'll be fewer issues, and most importantly, you'll see if pupils are engaging. I hope you consider bringing a bit of tech into your classroom. As always, please test things work in your setting before you use them. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And there we go. Now, I'd just like to add a couple of things there. Um, firstly, um, why on earth would Boris Johnson think anyone would even listen to his suggestions now, urging people to listen to them, to tell people to take off their masks? Um, I think he lost any authority quite a long time ago. Um, secondly, in terms of online teaching, Padlet is also amazing. Um, and Steve mentioned Mentimeter. I literally just got out of a class using Mentimeter. It was a class of 90 students, um, and we, we used Mentimeter in there, and we created an enormous word cloud that I think 73 of them took part in. So um, Mentimeter is brilliant. Now, um, today, as I mentioned, was all about the objections and some solutions about going a bit greener in class. Now, the first objection that I always get from teachers is I simply don't have time to cover sustainability issues as well as my course book, exam, work in general, and you know bits and pieces from around the classroom. Um, that's always the first objection, it's always time. Um, no matter who I speak to, it's always time. Um, we'll get onto the solution soon, but let's be honest, time is a problem for everyone, all the time, for everything. So um, if we don't just put it down to being an excuse, then, you know, we, we don't have enough time. As teachers, we're never going to have enough time to do what we want to do. So it's all about finding a way around not having enough time. Um, Okay, you can obviously hear there are people being very loud in my house here, so my apologies for that. Uh, the second objection that I always hear from people, from teachers, is I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a climate science expert. Uh, it's not something that that I have studied. It's not something that I know about. Now, I'm absolutely certain that 
you know, in terms of English teaching, we teach absolutely everything. Um, in terms of English language teachers, anyway, we teach absolutely everything. You know, we teach about sport, we teach about fashion, we teach about all of these different things. None of those are our chosen subject area. In fact, I'm quite confident in saying I don't imagine many English language teachers, particularly ones like myself who, who left the UK or, or their home country and decided to travel, many of us are not specialised or didn't go to university perhaps for, um, for English language teachers. I know a lot of us did. Uh, there are a lot of wonderful English teachers out there who have studied to do it. I, I didn't go to uni for that. I studied politics and international relations at uni um, until I realised that you have to move to be a politician you lie a lot and sell yourself to the highest bidder, which is quite often not very high at all. Um, so not being an expert, have you ever heard of the one-step theory? Um, the one-step theory is that only need to be one step ahead. So you don't need to know absolutely everything about the environment. You don't need to know absolutely everything about climate change. All you need to know is more than your students. And that way you can teach them. But with that said, you can listen to your students. So you can come back they can teach you as well. There are plenty of people out there. There are plenty of teenagers that actually we know a lot about the climate crisis. But my daughter's only eight, and she will happily talk to you about the issues of plastic. Because she's learned them. Maybe she's learned them because she's in a church with people who don't practice, who are an incredible church. She thinks about finding the protections around the plastic schools and reducing the plastic there. But not being an expert. Really, a reason not to teach something. Um, you can still teach and not being an absolute Objection, objection. I don't know why I suddenly said a thing there. Objection number three. I apologize for the other one. This is a terrible
Okay, how about now? Has that improved? Can you hear me a little better now? Um, I hope that that's fixed. What I've done is I decided to call into my own show and I'm a guest on my own show. So not only am I hosting, but I'm also a guest on my own show on my phone. So um, that's something new for me, I have to say. It's a new option I'd never even thought about before. Um, but I have just come on my own show, so I'm going to like it again, because why not? So um, the number three objection is I'm not comfortable telling people how they should live their lives. Um, again, I'll talk about this very soon, um, but you're not telling people how to live their lives. Uh, the number four objection for not teaching people about climate change. Now, this one is the one that probably makes me the angriest of all of them. It's all very negative. Students don't want to hear that. It's such a downer. Well, guess what, guys? It's not exactly particularly exciting, the fact that climate change is very real. But there are ways around it if you don't want to send your students spiralling into an eco-anxiety tornado. While I don't think eco-anxiety is always the worst thing, but anyway. And the last one here, students are not interested. I've been told by countless teachers that students are not interested. And this is based entirely on the fact that when they get into class, uh, when they get in there and they get to the environment lesson, suddenly the students all groan and say, oh, and, and people, you know, they get into the stage and they say, it's, it's not interesting. The students, are, they're not interested. There are many reasons for this. I'll go over them soon. And I'll give you some advice on how to avoid it as well. Um, I've also recently written a blog for the content station because I am an English language teacher. Yes, that is that is me. Um, this is me, as I would say, uh, if I were singing The Greatest Showman. But I have thought of some, you know, I've written a blog and talked about how we can get sustain simple sustainability classes into our everyday classroom, be it English, maths art, music, history, PE, you know, there are so many different ideas and it is a blog that will soon be on the content station, so I can't actually share it with you just yet. So what are the solutions? The first one, we don't have time. <laughs> well, guys, we are running out of time. Um, but I mean, in the classes, uh, how can we avoid this we don't have time reason. We don't have time excuse. Well, there's always five minutes. There's always five minutes in your class. Be it the first five minutes, be it the last five minutes. Have a five-minute planet focus. How does the unit we're studying have an effect on the planet? You know, um, what can students do? What can students learn about it? This could also be a homework task. So let's look at that five minute routine. Imagine that you have your class is all about, oof, I'm trying to think of a subject off the top of my head. Um, in English language classes, we often talk about fashion. Now that's a really easy one to focus on, the damaging effects of fashion on the planet. Um, but maybe you're studying history and maybe inevitably you're talking about the First World War. How about you look at Dig for Victory? Why don't you take that idea of Dig for Victory and talk for five minutes how we could have a huge impact on the planet if we all dug for victory 
However, this time against the climate crisis, rather than a very visual enemy uh, that we had back during um, the Second World War. If we all made an effort to grow something, you know, we looked at some in-season vegetables. I read an article today that said um, urban farming could grow up to 40% of the vegetables needed for the UK. Now, I'm not going to be as absurd to suggest that that's actually going to happen. But at the moment, only 1% of vegetables in the UK are grown in urban gardens or in urban spaces uh, or in um, allotments or grown at home in your garden. Everybody should increase that, even if it's just growing some basil, even if it's just growing your own mint. You can put it on your, you know, if you have a balcony, if in a window box, you can put it anywhere. There are so many things you can grow and you can make such a huge difference to your thought process, to your own mindset, to your students' mindset. If you have them coming into class talking about what they're growing at home, it's an enormous difference. You can grow them in the classroom. Uh, one thing we're doing at school with uh, my daughter's school, we have a school allotment. If you've been on my Insta, Renewable English, you would have seen that the, the school allotment is coming along nicely. These are things that we can bring our students down to. We can talk to them during playtime. So we can make it part of our daily class um, to have that five-minute focus on the planet. With that five, oh, yeah, um, overwatering SEMA. Oh, my gosh, it is such, it's so difficult not to overwater because it's just like they need water, they need water, when often they don't. Particularly, well, it, it depends where you are, obviously. Um, I got into the habit of overwatering here because it's so hot here. I would just put water on everything. A simple test, you can just chuck your finger in it. If it's still damp, then it should be fine. Um, but obviously, you can you can look at more deeply whatever you're growing, of course. Um, simple plants are a great one to start with. The pothos is a really good one. Um, there you go. Brilliant. There's some lovely advice from TSCW. Um, you don't need to water them. Also, succulents, you hardly need to water. And the beautiful thing about these plants is they're so easy to propagate. Now, if you've got that in your classroom, I'm going to move on to this very shortly, actually. Um, I'm actually going to move that now. Um, buy a classroom plant. If you have a plant in your classroom, that can be your eco-focus. That can be your five-minute focus of every day. Your students will love it. You can bring in as many plants as you want as well. You can have students bring in their own plants. You can have, uh, you can, you know, at the end of the, the year, you can propagate the plants and you can give them out to the students. Um, I only had eight students in my, one of my classes last year, but we had a class plant. If you were looking at me, if this was Teacher Talk Radio TV, which it will be next week, by the way, um, for my uh, thing next week, you'll be able to see the plant behind me, which has been propagated and given off to other people. With aloe vera, it is wonderful to do. So easy. You just chop it um, and you can just replant it. Uh, with succulents, you chop it. You can Some of them you can even just chop and leave them there and the roots will just grow out and you can chuck them back in. Um even plants like roses aren't that difficult, to be honest. But you do need a bit of rooting hormone for them, so it takes the challenge a bit further. 
So to green your classroom, get a classroom plan. That can be something that's in there that students will look at and they will become obsessed with. Uh, one really good thing I did as well, I had one student who was particularly disruptive and I would tell him, look, if you're feeling disruptive, if you, if you want to talk, you know, he was always speaking in Spanish in the class. I said to him, Bebe, it's fine. If you want to go and speak Spanish, go and speak Spanish to the plant. And he'd go over to the plant and he'd sit there for two or three minutes, just literally talking to the plant, which is, you know, it might seem a bit strange, but he's there. He's there talking to the plant and he's got it all off his chest. Um, and he's over there and he's talking to the plant and then he came back and he was a lot calmer and just having the plant in the room is a calming influence and the more plants you have the lower the co2 levels will be in your classroom the more attention your students will be able to pay uh, so there are some brilliant ideas you know just bring that plant in there and you can develop that and whatever you're teaching you can always look to the plant you can always talk about what plants need you can say why plants are wonderful and how they reduce CO2. Um, so that's one, another thing to solve the time in the classroom. We don't have time. Okay, let's just do a two-minute talk about plants. Um, planet news. There is some amazing planet news going on out there. You know, it's not the, it's not the only uh, planet news. There's good news everywhere. You know, you can share good news. You don't have to only share good news, um, but you can share good news everywhere with everyone. It's so easy to find. Uh, I follow um, someone on LinkedIn. I, in fact, I shared his planet news today. Um, I'm just going to see if I can find it now. Um, I shared his planet news today, and it was all about the good things that are happening in the world. Um, and there are plenty of good things that are happening in the world. Uh, what I shared uh, were, were all about um, collectives, student collectives that are that are making a difference out there. You can obviously go to my LinkedIn and check it out. But it was literally called Positive News. Um, and I shared that. And it said, what's right? And it's about the UK trialing the four-day week. They found some pristine coral reef off the um, coast of Tahiti. Uh there's been an app launch so we can share stuff with our neighbors so we don't need to endlessly buy and consume and buy and consume. Uh, we can reduce our consumption and we can share things with our neighbors. Um, the next thing, your classroom decorations. You can have CO2 levels out there. You can just pop that up there and look at historical CO2 levels. I guarantee you they will be different um, to years in the past. Numbers. Now, numbers are something in ELT that are often forgotten that need to be worked on. I use worldometers.info. I'm going to put it in the chat here. I'm going to, worldometers. Look at me trying to type in chat at the same time and failing miserably. Worldometers.info. Um, on there, there are so many numbers. It's amazing. They're not just eco numbers. They're all sorts of numbers. Um, but what I like to do is draw my students' attention to it. As an English language teacher as well, I like to get them to work on that. Um, I see Anique is in the studio. So hi, Anique. Um, Anika, sorry. Uh, she's a maths genius. So numbers are something that she'll certainly enjoy. 
Uh, what I often do is at the start of the class, I put the amount of CO2 in the environment uh, that's being released of the emissions um, for that uh, this year. And at the end of the class, I look at it again and I get them to do a simple sum. And I tell you what, the sum is not that simple uh, when you're in your, your high billions for, for all sorts of students. Another way to do it, um, I, I love numbers, yeah. I, I absolutely love numbers. My favorite is 2022. The other day when I, got, uh, when I had 2022 connections on LinkedIn, I went absolutely mental. Um, love that number. So, yeah. Um, putting up these worldometer ideas, you can you can put these ideas out with your students. It doesn't have to be about the environment, obviously, but if you're trying to have a green routine, then that is one of those things. You can also show about Ecosia. Um, it's a, a wonderful activity. Um, you can see how many trees have been planted. Um, my personal searches on Ecosia have now planted over a thousand trees, apparently. Um, I've, I've not seen the evidence, but it's nice to know. Um, the second point was I'm not an expert. Now, I touched on this before. Oh, a film company spent a million dollars on study groups and came up with 27 being the funniest number. Oh, there you go. There's a good song by Passenger called 27, actually. So thank you for that. Um, while we teach, we learn. So people say, I'm not an expert about the climate. You don't have to be an expert. What you have to do is be able to convey your, your passion, convey the passion to the students, and you will learn, as Seneca said, while we teach, we learn. What you are teaching, you can learn it at the same time as your students. I'm still learning about the planet. I'm still learning about environment. In fact, I was devastated uh, about a week ago while I was, doing a, I was doing a climate science course. I was absolutely devastated uh, to find out that per kilo of chocolate uses more water than per kilo of beef. Now, I literally did a class today all about water waste. Um, and it, I found it very hard to get to grips with that, that coffee and chocolate both use more water in the process to grow them than it does for a kilo of beef. However, that said, I still would encourage everyone to, to stop eating beef. Um, it is awfully harmful for the environment. But anyway, as I've said that, the next one is I'm not comfortable telling students how to live their lives. Um, and I literally just said you should probably stop eating beef. Uh, don't tell students what to do. Show them how to do it. You know the old phrase about give a man a fish uh, and he'll eat for a day. Teach him how to fish and he'll empty the earth's ocean. I mean, and he'll eat for life. Um, work on projects like how to grow a plant, you know, work on projects like make your own deodorant, make banners for Friday for the Future marches, learn chants, do classes on how to make different vegan options for your students. There are so many things you can do, you can work on with your students and you can build their passion for the environment. We lead by example. Show your students how easy it is to start making changes and see how quickly their mindset will switch. Okay, you get this, these ideas into your students, their mindset will change, 
very, very quickly. They will very soon be on the bandwagon to, to make these changes. Simple things like a reusable bottle. You take it into class. You take it in there. The students are going to copy these things. Not chastising your students saying, oh, come on, Steve. Why are you eating a beef burger? Okay, maybe you don't understand why eating a beef burger is bad. Maybe show the amount of water, the amount of CO2 that's produced for this. But don't chastise them. Give them other options. You know, even a chicken burger is better than a beef burger. Um, there's loads of vegan burgers out there now. I know they're really expensive, which is something that shouldn't be the case. That's, again, thanks to the government, good old government, um, giving huge subsidies to um, agricultural farming, um, to agriculture, to farming and so on and so forth, and making sure the prices are kept very low. The same issue that I have with milk, because humans are not built to drink cow milk. Cows are built to drink cow milk. But there are plenty of other options out there, but the price is remarkably different. Um, something that needs to be looked at, there needs to be more funding, there needs to be more subsidies, because, for example, it takes 628 litres to make one litre of cow milk, but only 48 to make a litre of oat milk. Um, and to be honest, I prefer the taste of oat milk, but I do feel a bit weird when I have oat milk on my porridge. It's like, wow, double oats. Does anybody really need this many oats in the morning? I'll tell you what, I do. Your doctor says goat's milk is the best animal milk for humans. Oh, well, fantastic, that guy. Um, go for goat's milk then. That will have, surely have a smaller, um, surely have a smaller uh, impact. Now, uh, Rosaline uh, Cortez has called into the show. Uh, Rosaline, hello. Um, you are invited. This is Teacher Talk Radio. Hello there. You just need to press accept and you can come on and... Oh, she can't join. Oh, she's calling again. She's calling again. Here we go. Hello, Rosaline. Hello. Hello. It's me. Hello. Can you hear me, Rosaline? Did you call Hi. into the show to ask a question? Do you have a question? No? Well, thank you very much for calling in anyway. You made me feel very special, I must admit. Um, it's today I've actually had two callers into the show, which has been very strange, very nice. Um, if you want to type your, your question into the chat box, feel free, Rosaline. Um, or, well, it's up to you. So... Where was I up to? Yeah, don't tell people what to do. Show them. Let them make their own decisions. But do show them the impacts of what they are doing in life. Do show them the impacts of plastic. Um, and let them know. Let them make their own informed decision. It's not about you jumping, you know, climbing up on your, your milk crate to, to get up there and, and talk out there and say about them. Oh, your brother bought camel milk today. Very cool. He bought you camel milk. That's interesting. Rosaline, do you want to say something? No, pero puedo escuchar muy bien lo que está viendo en la tele. Anyway, um, thank you very much, Rosaline. Um, anyway, you got camel milk today. Very interesting. Never tried it. Um, next up, 
we were on number four focus on the positives yeah everybody says oh it's all doom and gloom i love oat milk i have to be honest i'm a big fan of oat milk everyone says it's all so negative the students don't want to hear it it's such a downer um focus on the positives if that's the case i believe that we shouldn't be lying to teenagers in particular and a bit of eco-anxiety to you know build the fire within them is not such a bad thing if they know what is real what is happening and the fact that it is, you know, this is a climate emergency. It is urgent. We do need to be making a difference now. But you can look at good news stories. You can focus on the behaviours that you can change easily. You know, like switching from single-use plastics. It's so easy to get away from single-use plastics. Uh, praise these things in class. You know, people say we need to normalize these behaviors. No, we don't only need to normalize these behaviors. Um, what we need to do is celebrate these behaviors. If your student comes in and they're eating carrots for their snack, be like, yeah, boy, carrots. Love your carrots rather than eating some processed junk wrapped in plastic. Um, so much almond milk has a ton of sugar and coconut milk in it. It's true. It is true. I'm not a fan of almond milk personally. I am a big oat milk fan, though. So, yeah, focus on the positive. Give your students ideas on what they can do to make a difference. I know that litter picking isn't something that solves a problem, but litter picking is a wonderful thing to do. In fact, we're getting up my daughter's whole school together. That's going to be 600 people to go out on a litter pick in the village. Now, a litter pick is a great starting point. Somebody I know told me that a litter pick is a gateway drug to environmentalism. The best thing about it is once you've been on a litter pick and you've seen the horrible mess the place is in, you'll be hooked. You'll not want to see any litter on the floor. But it will also make you think twice before throwing litter on the floor. And also once everything is clean, people will think twice themselves about throwing litter on the floor. So if we can encourage that within our younger students especially. But not only that, while you're on your litter pick, it's a great opportunity to talk about the life of this plastic. 90% of what you find will be plastic. And you can talk about the life cycle of it from when it's been created, the oil that needs to be used. 5% of oil in the United States is used on making plastic. You know, we are still using so many fossil fuels to use these plastics. We don't need to be doing it. Do bananas need a plastic?